VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. Friends, thank you for joining us for a critically important program today. Just over 60 days ago on Crosstalk, uh, we discussed with our guest Communist China's growing threat. And I would submit to you that we could discuss this topic on a near daily basis because the threat is only intensifying, as is evidenced by a surveillance balloon tracking across our nation, green lasers across Hawaii, which at least one NASA scientist believes is coming from China, communist police stations in the United States, the buying up of American farmland by China, massive donations to colleges and universities in our country by communist China, a mass distributor of counterfeit and pirated goods to our nation, an increase of Chinese uh, nationals coming across the southern border, and so much more. And while all of this unfolding, did you hear it just a week ago? Did you hear it in the State of the Union address by our president who said this, quote, today we're in the strongest position in decades to compete with China or anyone else in the world. I am committed to work with China where it can advance American interests and benefit the world. But make no mistake, as we made clear last week, If China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country, and we did. And let's be clear, he went on to say, winning the competition with China should unite all of us. We face serious challenges across the world. Joining us today, we welcome back Alex Newman, an award-winning international freelance journalist, author, researcher, educator, and consultant, senior editor for The New American, author of Crimes of the Educators, and Deep State, The Invisible Government Behind the Scenes, founder of Liberty Sentinel. Alex, thank you for joining us here today on the broadcast. It's an honor to be with you. Thank you so much, Jim. So we're going to relay a lot of information today as it pertains to communist China, and so much has happened just in recent weeks. But uh, China's advancement really comes as no shock to you, does it? I mean, you've been warning about this for a long time. I have. In my entire journalistic career, I've been trying to sound the alarm, and um, people were really unwilling to pay attention, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. It, It sounded rather spectacular, but... We are now, uh, I think all of us, all across the country, regardless of political affiliations, political parties, uh, we're all realizing now that we have a a major threat uh, that is uh, quite literally waging war on us in the the truest sense of the term. I mean, this is, uh, we need to be clear, a war against America. It's a war against uh, the foundations of our country. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I would argue, and I've argued for many years, that the even bigger threat is the fifth column that we have in this country that not only built up this existential threat, the communist dictatorship in China, but is continuing to build up and continuing to betray the American people at every turn. So let's begin with the Chinese spy balloon that uh, we track through the Aleutian Islands, through Canada, into Montana, and across the heartland of America over some very sensitive military areas before shooting it down off the coast of South Carolina. Alex, uh, first of all, if you would just give us your analysis of what transpired here. Well, I've, I've tried to get in touch with intelligent people to find out what was going on, and I'll share just a little bit of what I've learned. Uh, first of all, I learned that the moment that thing took off, the U.S. government knew it. The U.S. government uh, used all sorts of very sophisticated technology to determine what was on board, what the capabilities were, etc. And uh, for whatever reason, they let it float all across the continental United States. Uh, that should be very troubling in and of itself. Now they're saying that this has been going on for a while. In fact, they're saying that this uh, actually was going on during the Trump administration, and apparently some of Trump's own top military officials did not tell him, people like General Milley, thinking that uh, Trump might be irresponsible or unnecessarily pr- provocative or aggressive. So all of this is extremely troubling and, and adds fuel to the fire in terms of what I'm talking about here with the fifth column within our government that is allowing this to happen. Um, now, I have a much bigger concern. You know, spying is serious enough. They've been spying for decades. In fact, they have, I believe, the most sophisticated espionage and intelligence gathering machine in the world, with the possible exception of the United States. Their espionage force, their intelligence machine, includes quite literally millions of individuals. Um, and this is something that I've been writing about for a very long time. 
But uh, even beyond the espionage, and, and there are very serious concerns with that, is the possibility of an EMP attack, an electromagnetic pulse attack. Now, uh, before he died uh, last year, I had the opportunity to spend some time with uh, the uh, leader of the Congressional Task Force on EMP attacks. Uh, very kind gentleman, spent a lot of time working at the CIA. His name was uh, Vincent Peter Pry. And uh, he had been trying to warn Americans about this and warn the Congress about this for a very long time. And what he said was, look, right now there are multiple governments around the world that have the capability to do this. For those who aren't familiar, an EMP attack, um, there are several different ways to do it. But the simplest way would be to blow up a small nuclear weapon somewhere high at a high altitude above the continental United States. It would fry basically every circuit board on our landmass. In other words, our power grid would go down, all of our electronics, all of our technology would fail, even our vehicles would fail. And he said, uh, not only does communist China have the capability to do this, even the North Koreans have the capability to do this. And they could be used as a proxy by the communist Chinese to do this. And here's the real kicker. He said if they were to do this, and he said it would be very, very simple for them to do. If they were to do this, 90% of Americans would die within one year. Uh, those were his words, not mine. And all this is on camera. People can go watch the full interview. He said Congress could protect America from this threat for about $5 billion to harden our grid. For perspective, that's about the amount of money that Congress sends to the government of Pakistan every year. Oh. And yet they consistently refuse to do so. So we have a major problem here. And um, I'm very concerned about the possibility of an EMP attack. Well, China on the outside uh, indicates very strong dissatisfaction and even protests for attacking what they claimed was a civilian unmanned aircraft. But internally, Alex, I'm confident they're gloating at what they were able to accomplish. Oh, I, I think they're they're laughing and laughing and laughing about this. Um, and, and really, it's a humiliation for the United States. You, you almost wonder if this was deliberate. I mean, th this makes uh, our government look completely pathetic, completely out of control, that we would allow uh, a balloon from a hostile foreign power to sail across most of our landmass before finally noticing it and doing something about it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that makes them very proud, and I think uh, they think that's very, very funny. And it, it really lends even more credence. I, I've spoken with many uh, former FBI and former CIA officials just over the last few months who have actually made the argument that Joe Biden is probably an asset to the Communist Party of China. And that sounds rather outlandish at first glance. And yet, uh, for example, I interviewed a former counterintelligence official at the FBI. Uh, he said that, that, you know, this is actually the most plausible scenario to explain it. This is what he used to do. He used to go, you know, recruit spies and stuff like this. And so I think there's a very real chance that at the highest levels of the Biden administration, um, we have subversion, we have a deliberate betrayal of America. And this balloon uh, and, and the treatment of this balloon seems to really add credence to that hypothesis. Uh, Alex, I'd like to share with you a quote that came from retired Brigadier General Robert Spaulding. He said this, we are seeing the unfolding of unrestricted warfare, the use of all kinds of tools, whether it be TikTok or balloons or even the financial markets. China is basically undermining the faith and confidence of the American people in our ability to defend ourselves and continue in the form of the republic upon which it was founded. Your thoughts on that? That's exactly what's happening. In fact, in my hand right now, as we're speaking, I'm holding a book called Unrestricted Warfare, China's Master Plan to Destroy America. Uh, and this actually comes from... Chinese documents from the People's Liberation Army, uh, Colonel Xiao Liang and Colonel Wang Xiangshui. And uh, this is documents from the communist Chinese military about the tactics involved in unrestricted warfare. And so unrestricted warfare, for the folks out there who have not heard this term, uh, this is a Chinese military doctrine whereby basically every possible weapon in warfare with the exception of actual kinetic warfare with the exception of you know launching missiles and shooting bullets uh, is considered fair game in the war on america and so that is what we are seeing right now tiktok is a really really good example of this right they've rigged the algorithm now to uh, basically drive american children into transgenderism into eating disorders into uh, frivolity into immorality. Meanwhile, the same algorithm in communist China is driving their youngsters into engineering and into discipline. And right? uh, yeah. so, uh, this is just one example of many uh, when it comes to unrestricted warfare. But people need to recognize this is a war. It just has not yet progressed to the shooting phase, and that's only because the communist Chinese are not yet confident that they would win. As soon as they get to that point, uh, I think the the danger is uh, very real that we will be in a hot war with uh, 
the other most powerful government on the planet with, uh, you know, potentially hundreds of millions of people to use as cannon fodder in that war. Uh, you know, we are facing as a nation an existential threat. I think Donald Trump identified that correctly. Unfortunately, uh, the, the current power brokers in Washington, D.C. seem to be absolutely clueless or worse uh, collaborating. Well, you know, on that point, Alex, uh, uh, Michael McCall, who is the uh, Foreign Affairs Committee chairman, he stated that the surveillance balloon went over three of our most sensitive nuclear sites on a mission to obtain intelligence on the U.S. nuclear capability in preparation for a potential future conflict over Taiwan. Uh, do you see any connection between this balloon and a future invasion of Taiwan by China? Uh, absolutely. Uh, and in fact, I, I do believe that will probably happen. And, you know, I, I think one of the most important things to understanding communist strategy in this day and age uh, was revealed by a whistleblower and a defector who came out of the Soviet Union. And uh, he, he actually went to the CIA and to the FBI with this information, and, you know, they listened and basically ignored him. And uh, uh, so he finally went public. He went to the American people. He wrote two books. Uh, I've got them both. One is called New Lies for Old. The other is called The Perestroika Deception. And it was Anatoly Golitschin. And he made a series of about 206 highly specific predictions about what the communists would do. He said the KGB was working on a long-range disinformation plan, that there would be a phony collapse of the Soviet Union. Uh, he actually pointed out that the whole alleged Sino-Soviet split was just communist disinformation. There never was a Sino-Soviet split. That was just the excuse that people like Henry Kissinger used to build up communist China under the guise of containing Russia. Uh, and his final, about 202 of those predictions have come true. Uh, he said the Berlin Wall would come down, the communists would remain in power. The grand finale, the final prediction, he explained, is what he described as a second October revolution, where the communists in Russia, their allies in Europe, the communists in China would work together to finally, once and for all, defeat the United States, defeat the free world, and impose a communist totalitarian state on the entire planet. Um, I believe that Taiwan and potentially what's happening in Ukraine right now may be the catalyst, the trigger that eventually sets all that off. But they will be very careful. They will wait until they're pretty confident that they can defeat us. And I suspect that that time is coming, uh, unfortunately, based on what's happening with our military very rapidly. Uh, also, uh, Chuck Schumer, he made a very interesting statement on ABC News this week uh, on Sunday, and he said, we've got enormous intelligence information from surveilling the balloon as it went over the U.S. He was asked, well, didn't the Chinese get enormous intelligence as well? And here's what he said. He said, well, they could have been getting it anyway. That's a remarkable statement. Uh, what, what would he mean by that? They could have been getting it anyway. Yeah, this is just deflection and, and dishonesty. Uh, this is the same Chuck Schumer who, by the way, very recently was holding up a communist Chinese flag to celebrate the Chinese New Year. Um, can you imagine Xi Jinping holding up an American flag to celebrate our New Year with us? I mean, it's, it's so ludicrous, you can't even conceive of the idea. Uh, and yet, uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and many of the Democrats, and unfortunately many of the Republicans, there are Bush, is Bush members of the Bush family dynasty who are on the payroll of communist China right now. There are Clintons who are on the payroll. Uh, there are uh, John Boehner, former Republican Speaker of the House. So it's a bipartisan problem. But I think Chuck Schumer and many of the other folks in Washington um, are, are putting us in grave danger with this kind of nonsense. We're talking with Alex Newman today from TheNewAmerican.com. TheNewAmerican.com. More discussion, friends, on communist China's growing threat in just a moment. This is Crosstalk coming your way on the VCY America Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, as unique as the giraffe is, how did it get its long neck? Chris, an evolutionary story has it that during drought, those animals with long necks could eat leaves higher up in the trees. They survived while the others went extinct. Even though this story is told and retold in evolutionary circles, it's not even a little bit true. The giraffe has many precise design features to support its body style. For instance, a heart which will pump the blood all the way up to the head and then traps in the blood vessels to keep the head from exploding when the giraffe puts his head down to drink from the lake. There's much more to a giraffe than just a long neck. Everything about him is designed to be just this. Modern-day giraffes are very well adapted to the environment to fill an ecological niche. They were designed to do so. They did not evolve. And that's how I see it from a back-to-Genesis perspective. 
For more on Genesis, visit us on the web at icr.org. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Alex Newman is with us today from thenewamerican.com. They cover issues like this on a regular basis and so much more that really threats against our constitutional republic. Uh, today we're discussing communist China's uh, growing threat 2.0, uh, really in follow-up to the interview we did with Alex just over 60 days ago on the threat of communist China, and much is taking place here. Uh, we were told, don't worry, we're protecting ourselves from the surveillance. Uh, there's no direct threat, and yet they didn't were not quite able to tell us what was in this payload and still recovering uh, some of that uh, from beneath ocean water. Um, Alex, I understand, too, that uh, there's uh, some of these other unidentified flying objects being shot down. Any connection to China, or is this something else, or don't we know yet? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, officially, nobody knows yet. Um, you know, there have been indications from the Biden administration that these may have been commercial, that they may have been benign. Uh, we will see. Um, I saw some interesting comments from uh, Senator Kennedy of Louisiana, uh, where he recommended that everybody lock their doors and that this was a very serious threat. Uh, you know, we don't know exactly what those were yet, but uh, if they were communist Chinese balloons, I would not be surprised at all. Um, you know, again, we need to recognize that uh, communist China understands that it is at war with America. They mm-hmm. are waging war on us. Unfortunately, most Americans have not realized that this is the case. And China has accused us, the U.S., of doing the same thing with surveillance balloons. Uh, is there evidence for that? Uh, I have not seen any. Now, it, it is true that the United States operates uh, perhaps the most technologically sophisticated and comprehensive intelligence gathering apparatus in the world. Uh, They've got satellites that, of course, uh, can take very detailed photographs of basically anything happening in China above the ground. Um, Our our, uh, human intelligence is not quite as sophisticated as communist China's, but uh, technologically speaking, the NSA has the capability to intercept virtually any communication. Um, You know, the communist Chinese, of course, do have a lot of our technology, uh, this has been the case for a long time. In fact, a lot of this came out publicly during the Clinton administration. They were taking money from the People's Republic of China, from the People's Liberation Army. It was being funneled through Johnny Chung into the DNC and other places. The scandal became known as Chinagate. Uh, some of our highest-ranking military officials, including the uh, former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Thomas Moore, um, stopped just short of referring to this as treason, and yet that scandal was kind of swept under the rug once the uh, perjury and sexual uh, immorality came to the light. But, um, you know, one of the things that Admiral Thomas Moore said is that Bill Clinton had given these butchers, these people who massacred so many innocent people, uh, access to our most sensitive military technology, including our thermonuclear secrets. So, you know, yes, we have very advanced capabilities for surveilling what's going on in China. The Chinese know all about these capabilities, and it's probably more likely than not that they also have similar abilities now that they've taken all of our technology and used it against us. Well, friends, there's much on the balloon, but there's so much more going on as well, as you know, Alex. And I'd like to talk about lasers for just a moment. Uh, Gatestone Institute just reported yesterday that in the disputed South China Sea uh, on Monday, Chinese Coast Guard ship aimed a military-grade laser at a Philippines Coast Guard ship, uh, temporarily blinding some of them. And also I saw on American Military News uh, reported today that a NASA scientist indicating that China's likely behind the green lasers over Hawaii. Yeah, and, and there's no doubt in my mind that that's the case. Uh, in fact, the U.S. State Department responded publicly and said that the United States military would defend the Philippines if a conflict were to break out. And so it, it looks very much to me like the world is being rushed into a situation for another world war. Um, and, you know, the the uh, thing that we mentioned before the break, the uh, Soviet defector Anatoly Golichin talked about the Second October Revolution. The one piece of the puzzle that he was missing is that the globalist, the deep state, if you will, in the Western world, including many of these people who've been helping communist China for all these decades, and incidentally also uh, Soviet Russia under various guises, um, they also recognize from their perspective the benefits of war and especially major catastrophic wars. Uh, They've said so many times in public. 
Uh, I've got a 1962 U.S. State Department document written by a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, Lincoln Bloomfield. Uh, this, again, was commissioned by the State Department, the Institute for Defense Analyses. And the title of the report gives the objective away. It's called A World Effectively Controlled by the United Nations. And that's, that was the goal of this report, figure out how do we get from where we are now, a world of independent, relatively sovereign nation-states, to the end goal, which would be a world effectively controlled by the United Nations. And what he concluded, uh, almost word for word, is that war, the threat of war, and crises are the fastest way to get us from here to there. Uh, he said organically it would take hundreds of years, but using wars and the threat of war, we can move there much quicker. So um, I do believe that there is a plan, an effort to set up another global conflagration, potentially catastrophic. Uh, it would probably end very, very badly for the United States, and out of the ashes of that war would emerge something like this new world order, this UN-controlled planetary state, if you will. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how many people in within the Communist Party hierarchy in China understand this. I don't know how many people within the U.S. government hierarchy understand this, but I do believe that is what is being orchestrated, and... Um, you know, I think we need to be very aware. And when you see this this kind of warmongering with the Chinese being very provocative like this, and the U.S. State Department responding that, uh, you know, we will go to war if necessary, then you you factor in the fact that the Communist Chinese and the U.S. military just admitted this. They have more intercontinental ballistic missiles yes. and nuclear capabilities than the United States does now. Uh, you realize we could be setting ourselves up for a global catastrophe. And uh, and I do believe that's what these people are hoping for. And Alex, I, I saw too. There's a coming meeting with the Iranian president visiting China to well, quote, shore up ties, you know, as nations together. Yeah, and, and you know, they've they've been allies for a very long time. They're part of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, the SCO, along with the Russians and others. And um, they basically are dividing the world right now into two competing blocks. Uh, one would be led by kind of an increasingly decrepit United States, a uh, United States that focuses more on promoting transgenderism in the military and forcing these COVID injections on everybody than actual combat readiness and technological development. Uh, and that's where we're at. Right? Uh, and then the other side here would be kind of the BRICS nations, the non-aligned movement led by communist China, by the Russians. Uh, certainly South Africa would play a big role in that. Now Brazil in the hands of uh, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, the Marxist criminal ally of Fidel Castro. So um, I do believe they're they're trying to divide the world up into competing blocks and um, and use this for very sinister purposes. And it goes back to the Hegelian dialectic. Uh, you 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 get two competing sides, and then out of a conflict between those two competing sides, you get the synthesis that you wanted all along, which in this case would be the one world order that so many prominent Americans, including multiple presidents such as Joe Biden, have openly declared is their intention, is their objective. Yeah, and uh, the U.S. really doesn't have a seat at the table for that one, do they? No, the American people, uh, absolutely not. And, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that is very important to this agenda. Right? The United States was used, our, our economic power, our military power was harnessed by these subversive forces to bring the world to this point, to uh, overthrow governments that were incompatible with this agenda, including, incidentally, the nationalist Chinese government of Chiang Kai-shek and many others, uh, the the uh, uh, government in Cuba, uh, Fulencio Batista, right? All of these governments were overthrown with the help of subversives within the U.S. government so that communists could take their place. And now that they are done using and abusing American economic power and military power for the purposes of getting us to this stage, now they're at the phase where they need to dispense with America entirely. Mm. Now, uh, one man who articulated this very, very well and very clearly, unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, his name was Rich Higgins. Uh, he was the director of policy and planning at the National Security Council in Donald Trump's administration. Uh, if people have not read the Higgins memo, I highly recommend it. And he actually goes into great detail on this. He talks about this international alliance of communists, Islamists, and subversives within the United States. He refers to it as a fifth column that are working to destroy the United States, not just as a nation, but even as an ideal, right? The founding, basically biblical principles at the core of our nation, that God created us equally, that God gave us the right to life, God gave us the right to property, that government exists to punish those who violate those God-given rights. Uh, that all has to go. Those ideas are not compatible with the New World Order. So one way to solve this issue, collapse the economy of the United States, destroy much of the United States through some sort of global war, 
and then move right into a single global order. We're speaking with Alex Newman today from thenewamerican.com, the New American Magazine. Alex, I've got a lot more about China I'm going to ask you, but give us a word about The New American, if you would. So The New American Magazine has been along uh, longer than I've been on this planet, a phenomenal publication, actually uh, resulted from the merger of two older magazines. Uh, I highly encourage people to get it. It is, in my view, the best publication when it comes to understanding what's going on in the world. Uh, I'm a senior editor there. Uh, it's a, a publication of the John Birch Society, which has been sounding the alarm about this for 63 years now. It's named after a Baptist missionary who joined uh, military intelligence in World War II and then was killed by communist Chinese. So uh, interesting story there. He was an American hero. The government tried to cover up his murder. But um, you know, they've been sounding the alarm about this for a long time. So The New American, you can find it at thenewamerican.com. Uh, you can subscribe to the print magazine. You'll get two issues every month. And uh, we cover a lot of different topics, yeah, uh, including yeah. this China issue that we've been warning about uh, my entire life. So. Yeah. Uh, China, education, Russia, I mean, the, the energy, the, the Great Reset, uh, the U.N. conferences, on and on it goes. Uh, Alex, uh, again, folks, it's thenewamerican.com. Uh, Alex, we're told that the FBI has raided the CCP police station in New York City and has shut it down. Uh, why was it there in the first place? Is it truly shut down? Are there other such facilities in the United States? There are facilities like this all over the United States and all over the world. Right? The, the Chinese uh, Communist Party operates with almost total impunity in the United States. Um, and, and this has been the case for a long time, whether they raided one for show now that it's become a scandal or not. You know, that, we'll, we'll see what comes out of that. But um, this never could have happened without the deliberate and tacit approval of the United States. Uh, it never should have happened. Uh, and in fact, I, I think it shows you a more systematic problem, right? To, to treat the communist regime in China, which really is um, a, a group of mass murdering gangsters, right? I mean, th these are people who have slaughtered more people than any other entity in all of human history. We're talking 100 million victims, murder victims of this regime. To treat them like a legitimate government, to allow them to have an embassy on our soil with diplomatic immunity, to send their agents all across the United States, uh, it is crazy from a national security perspective to invite their engineers to come uh, from their own military, right? These are people coming out of the People's Liberation Army to come study in our universities right. from our greatest minds, our greatest engineers. Um, you know, if you didn't know any better, you'd think, wow, America must be suicidal, right? How could yeah. we let this happen? Yeah. And here we are. And you mentioned universities, and that's another issue here. And there, there seems to be an awful lot of communist Chinese uh, China's uh, cash coming into our university system, um, and uh, does that also equal control of university thought? Massive levels of control, and, and it's not just through the funding of our universities. They're setting up these Confucius Institutes all over the place. When they got caught, they started rebranding them. Um, but Communist China plays an enormous role in global education. Very few people realize that UNESCO, the UN Education Agency, is actually dominated by Communist Chinese operatives, uh, members of the Communist Party of China. And they serve at the highest levels oh, in UNESCO. Wow. They brag about these things. Um, something like five out of 15 UN agencies are right this moment led by members of the Communist Party of China. For perspective, just one is led by an American and uh, they have an enormous role in education around the world and right here in the United States. So it's a very dangerous situation we're in where our children are under the influence of communist Chinese propaganda. In fact, in 2019, the UN held the Artificial Intelligence in Education uh, Conference in Beijing, China where Beijing is now being portrayed as the leader of this. It's absolutely bonkers. It really is bonkers, including uh, the influence at a certain place where classified documents were found uh, that were kept by Joe Biden. Friends, we've got more information to unfold after the break. Don't go away. Stay with us. This is Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Our society is being influenced by the entertainment media, and we don't even realize it. Why is it that many Christians entertain themselves by watching movies or programs that take God's name in vain or feature sensual activity on Saturday night and then go to church on Sunday to praise His name? That's the underlying message in the DVD Power of the Air by Dave Cristiano. This moving story features a missionary from Africa who warns that the church in America is being deceived and in great danger. 
A Christian that hears this message is convicted and makes a significant change in his life and sets out a plan to reach his city with the gospel. Watch this story unfold in the DVD, Power of the Air. Available now for a donation of $18, call 1-800-729-9829. Alex Newman is a senior editor with The New American, their website, thenewamerican.com. We're talking about Communist China's Growing Threat 2.0. Our topic here today on Crosstalk, and again, friends, some of these issues, we are just literally scratching the surface, just scratching the surface. Uh, one thing you'll find at The New American, a lot of in-depth articles on so many issues, but uh, Alex, uh, let's let's talk about another issue, and that is a report from the U.S. Trade Representative indicating that China is the largest provider of counterfeit and pirated goods into the United States. I mean, there's no protection in our patents that they're not willing to uh, to uh, certainly uh, uh, steal and, and take and, and redesign. No, that's exactly right. They, they have been stealing our intellectual property for many, many decades now. This is continuing. Uh, they have operatives in, in our most sensitive military companies, our defense contractors, um, and uh, you know there really is very little respect for intellectual property rights by a communist dictatorship, and we should not be surprised. Right? Mm-hmm. Communists, right. by definition, reject the idea of private property. How much more do they reject the idea of intellectual property? So you have American companies investing billions and billions of dollars in research and development, and then the communist Chinese just stealing that. Uh, but I will say uh, it, it's very unfortunate. American companies have been almost willing participants in this. I mean, it, it, nobody can say that they were so naive that they thought that doing a joint venture with the most murderous dictatorship in human history, where the most murderous dictatorship in human history was going to have a controlling stake in the joint venture and was going to demand all the intellectual property, nobody could say they were so naive that they didn't understand the risks of that. I mean, you'd have to be dumber than a box of rocks. So a lot of leading American companies have willingly shared all of their technology with communist China. And then they act surprised when the communist Chinese kick them out of the country, steal all their intellectual property, and then use their slave armies to produce these goods cheaper than American companies can possibly produce them. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of corporate responsibility there as well, but this is a major issue. I mean, our, our economy is losing hundreds of billions of dollars every year as a result of communist Chinese theft of our intellectual property. And, uh, of course, it's a national security threat of the highest order. Uh, let's uh, hit another issue, and that's uh, farmland in the United States. Uh, they've been purchasing farmland. We understand some of their efforts were thwarted just uh, a week ago in North Dakota. Uh, they were trying to uh, get some strategic, uh, well, put in a corn processing plant near a military st- uh, strategic uh, location here for for the United States. Uh, but any idea how much farmland that that they have been buying up in the U.S.? What is their interest in farmland? Yeah, I don't think anybody has a full sense of how much they have been buying, but it has been a lot of our farmland. Now, a lot of this, I think, is for national security reasons. They they are buying up a very strategic farmland nearby military bases where they'll be able to spy on what we're doing, where they'll be able to launch attacks in the future. Uh, part of it is, of course, the security of the food supply. And uh, you know, part of it is, uh, a lot of people don't realize this, the Communist Party of China has some very real parallels with the Nazi Party, the National Socialist Party. Uh, in fact, the Communist Chinese say they're promoting socialism with Chinese characteristics, whereas the Nazis were promoting socialism with German characteristics. But uh, there is the same uh, racial superiority attitude. There is the same idea of, uh, you know, we need more Lebensraum, right, room to expand. We don't have enough land here to feed all our people to expand. And so uh, there is, I think, a very real desire to acquire uh, all kinds of assets, uh, land, uh, oil, uh, minerals, etc., and, you know, this would be one thing if they were just doing that on their own. It, it becomes orders of magnitude worse when you realize that the U.S. government is facilitating this, not just allowing this, but facilitating this. Uh, and, of course, it's not unique to America. The, the Communist Party of China is taking this money that it is earning from the idiocy, if you want to call it that. I don't think it is stupidity, but from the absurdity of U.S. government policy, and they are plowing it into the purchase of assets like farmland, like minerals, like mines, like energy, 
all over the world. They're mm. all over Africa. They're all over Latin America. Uh, and they're doing this very, very strategically. And uh, as incredible as it may sound, thanks to U.S. government policy, we have now made ourselves dependent on them in all of these critical fields. Uh, it, you know, I've heard reports that we can't even keep a lot of our Air Force jets in the sky without components made in communist China. So this is suicidal to the max, and yet it's happening with the approval, and in many cases, the hearty approval of our own policymakers. I'd like to also hit the southwest border, and I saw a report from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, Alex, and they said in January of 2022, we encountered 89 illegal aliens from the People's Republic of China at the southern border. That's January of 19, or 2022, 89 such individuals. Last month, January of 2023, that number increased over tenfold to 1,084 uh, illegal aliens from the People's Republic of China. I don't think that, we, you know, we always think that this is Latin American countries that are coming up through the border, but uh, communist China is is well at work in trying to get across this border. They absolutely are, and they have networks established all across this country that are very, very active. Uh, San Francisco is a major base of operations. New York City is a major base of operations. And uh, what you have here is a very sad situation, right? You have uh, many Chinese in America who have fled this brutal, horrendous dictatorship. Then you have many Chinese in America who have come here on instructions from this brutal, horrendous dictatorship. And, um, you know, the, the communist Chinese actually have in their laws that every Chinese overseas is mandated to participate uh, whenever demanded in the gathering of intelligence around the world. So we have entire networks, um, communist Chinese networks operating in this country when if and when a war breaks out, those networks will be activated, there will be sabotage, there will be terror attacks, there will be strategic assassinations. Uh, and, you know, we need to be very clear about that. Um, it's, uh, it's again, a, an incredible danger to our country. And in addition to bringing agents across the border, which, you know, again, is wide open by deliberate policy, they're bringing material across the border. Uh, in fact, I've spoken with uh, some of the top border people from the Trump administration, uh, Mark Morgan, the former head of Customs and Border Protection, Tom Homan, head of ICE, uh, and, and they told me that Biden has deliberately destroyed our border and what's what's happening now is anything could come across come across the border biological weapons nuclear weapons you name it it would be very very easy to be transported across the border without the US government yeah. even knowing and so when the time comes if and when these people decide to launch a war on America their networks in the United States may be more devastating than their ships off of our coast. And there's something else coming across, too, and that's fentanyl. And I, I saw a statement from uh, Senator uh, Ernst of Iowa uh, last Friday saying that China is intentionally poisoning America through its continued production and sale of fentanyl. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And unfortunately, again, here, I think uh, U.S. policy is contributing to this, not just the fact that we're not policing our border, but also the fact that um, you know they're allowing all these people to get hooked on painkillers, then they're drying up the supply of legitimate painkillers so that these black market forces can go and make these counterfeit painkillers. You get a lot of people who get addicted to these painkillers thanks to the policies promoted by our government. Then these people, when they get cut off, when they can't acquire anymore, they go and buy fake ones and not realizing that rather than whatever it is they think they're taking, some pain pill, they're ending up taking a counterfeit pain pill made in communist China or with supplies that came from communist China, they're dying of overdoses. Uh, we had, uh, we've had now hundreds of thousands of people pass away from these opiate overdoses just in the last few years. And uh, that's not going to go anywhere. I, I absolutely believe that this is a deliberate strategy. They're killing our young men. Uh, they're killing, in many cases, our children. Uh, it is a crime of epic proportions. With us today is Alex Newman from the newamerican.com. Friends, we've got more to discuss, but we're going to open our phone lines to hear from you as well. And we'd like to have you direct your, uh, you know, pinpoint your question, get right to your question here as you uh, get online with us. Or if you have a comment, make sure it's a brief comment, get right to the point, And uh, we'd like to hear from you. Our number, 800-733-9829. That's 1-800-733-9829. On today's Crosstalk program with Alex Newman. Alex, you heard my statement from President Bush from the State of the Union address at the beginning of the program. 
uh, in what she talked about, we're in the strongest position in decades to compete with China or anyone in the world. We committed to work with China, work in advance American interests and benefit the world. But also, you know, if China threatens her sovereignty, we will act to protect our country. Let's be clear, winning the competition with China should unite all of us. We face serious challenges across the world. Your response to what President Biden said in that State of the Union address pertaining to China. It's more and more like the Soviet propaganda. I mean, in the Soviet Union, the propaganda was so utterly ridiculous that nobody believed it, right? They would they would use the communist papers, the Pravda, to tell people that the harvest this year was so bountiful and we have so much food surplus. And, you know, pe- people are starving in their homes and they're thinking, well, that's the most idiotic thing I've ever heard. How could they just lie to us like that when we all know it's not true? And part of the strategy in the Soviet Union was to demoralize people. You tell them something that's so obviously false, but you make it so that you can't even complain about it. And that has an incredibly demoralizing and dehumanizing effect on people. And that seems to be what the Biden administration is doing. So it, I mean, they are telling bald-faced lies, I mean, whoppers of massive proportions. And when you point out that they're obvious lies, you're called a conspiracy theorist, you're called other nasty terms by the media. Um, it, it's really disingenuous, but I, I doubt there are very many people, serious people, who, who actually believe this stuff. Let's begin in Kansas. We have Kay calling. Hi, Kay. You're on the air. Uh, yes. Thank you for taking my call. And I just thank you, um, Alex and Jim, for putting the pieces of the puzzle together um, that are coming from all directions about what China is doing and how close we are to um, something big, a big event. I do want to say just one comment about um, we all look at that verse in Second Chronicles 7.14, um, and uh, a lot of times we think seek my face means, well, pray, but God already says pray, and seek my face is interpreted in Psalm 24, and it says that generation that seeks my face, those Christians, uh, my, my people that seek my face, they have clean hands and pure hearts. Mm. And that is what it means, and Christians need to realize, I, you know, we've got a revival going on, usually that happens before something big is about to happen that's cataclysmic. And Christians need to repent. What do you have in your house? God says you can't even stand before your enemies in Joshua with unclean things in your house. What have you got in your house and in your hands that is unclean? Read Psalm 24 to understand what seek my face means. Thank you, Kay. I appreciate your call here today. And and Alex, that verse from Second Chronicles uh, also talks about turning from their wicked ways. And I know this is a, a message that, that you hearken across this nation. Yeah, and, you know, I, I appreciate the call so much. I, I think it's worth adding something in here, and that is that, you know, if we believe in the sovereignty of God, if we believe that God is ultimately all-powerful and that all things are going to work toward His glory— um, we need to recognize that this will as well. And I think it's hard for a lot of Christians to, to come to terms with this, because, you know, we come from a historically Christian nation that has taken the gospel to every corner of the planet, so many good things. God has used our nation for so many incredible things. Um, it, it's hard to imagine that God would just abandon us, if you will, or worse, allow us to be destroyed. And yet if you look through the Old Testament, um, you know, there, there's so many examples of God using even you know, mass-murdering pagan dictators. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar uh, yeah. of Babylon is a really good example. Uh, God used this this pagan dictator to uh, brutally punish his people because of their wickedness. And if we're honest about where we are today as a nation, we would be incredibly foolish to deny that our nation has uh, not just become very wicked, but is now exporting this wickedness to every corner of the globe. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think we can even exclude the possibility that God could, hypothetically, I'm not saying this is what's happening, but that he could use a hostile foreign power to crush us, and, uh, you know, it, it would be justified in doing so. Friends, we're going to take a quick break here on Crosstalk. Uh, Alex Newman, our guest, uh, lines are packed. We'll come back to your phone calls right after the break. Uh, Alex is with The New American, thenewamerican.com, the website, back in one minute here on the VCY American Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Well, here we are. Four objects now have flown into America, are very close at the Canadian border. 
These apparently are coming from China. Recently, I interviewed Colonel John Mills, retired. He served on the National Security Council for two presidents in the White House. He says this is helping Americans realize that we have not kept up with our national security requirements. After the collapse of the Berlin Wall, Soviet Union supposedly collapsing, we got lax. And now we have massive blind spots. We stopped developing and advancing. They, China and Russia, are on the fifth and sixth generation warfare, and we're not ready. So again, are they testing us? Yes, they are, and they see our blind spots. And the purpose of government, security, and protection is clearly being viewed for what it is today, a failure. I'm Brandon House. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Alex Newman with us. We're going right back to the phone lines here on Crosstalk. And uh, next we have, uh, let's see, out of uh, Gregory, South Dakota. Wayne, you're on the air. Hi, thank you. Uh, a few years ago, Syngenta, which is a huge uh, seed, corn, and soybean uh, business in America, sold was sold to China. <clears throat> so, you know, instead of buying a product from America, the company sold was sold to China, and now they've got the technology that uh, American companies spend a lot of time and money on. And the American government has been in the process of eliminating American farmers to move more and more to a corporate. Uh, fewer of us, I, I've farmed yep. all my life, mm-hmm. but they're getting rid of us uh, here in South Dakota. There's abandoned farmsteads all over the place because people just, due to either economics or just uh, the volatility of farming and everything, uh, it's just becoming kind of a wide-open country again with farmers all moving, quitting, whatever the case is, or retiring. So, yeah, we've been under attack by the federal government for a number of decades. Wait, and that was just the comment I wanted to make today. Great. Thank you. Alex, comment on this because this volatility that he's talking about, someone argue that's by design. Yeah, it, it is absolutely by design. And this is a subject I've written extensively on. In fact, over the last 10 years, I've been covering the global war on farmers. Uh, there is a deliberate concerted effort to wipe out independent producers of food, independent producers of energy, independent producers of anything and uh, we see that manifested in the United States through the all-out war on our farmers, uh, whether that take, um, whether that happened under environmental pretexts or, or other pretexts. Uh, this is a global phenomenon, and um, it's extremely dangerous. So, uh, you know, I think we did uh, we got into this in a previous episode. I uh, would love to chat about it again, but know that what you're witnessing, what you're observing, is very real. It's part of a deliberate policy of the U.S. government and governments all around the world. And it all feeds into this great reset, uh, UN Agenda 2030, sustainable new world order that they're pushing, whereby uh, we will all become completely dependent on the system to be able to feed ourselves. We have an anonymous caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Hi. Um, yes, I just have uh, two quick questions, please. Some within the FBI and CIA may not be reliable. Um, I'm wondering how Alex would recommend cleaning up the corrupt- corruption of the U.S. government officials with its unlawful alliances uh, within the Chinese government. And my second part is, um, just if Alex knows, a quick uh, response about uh, how the Christians in China are doing. Thank you. Thank you. Good questions. Wonderful questions. Thank you so much. I'll start with the Christians in China. Uh, True Christians in China are being and have been ruthlessly persecuted by this Uh, mass-murdering dictatorship, and this has been going on for decades. It's accelerating now, and yet the gospel is spreading. The church is uh, on the march, and wonderful things are happening there. And so I do urge uh, Christians here to pray for your brothers and sisters in China. They are up against uh, very real persecution, including the arrest, the the destruction of their buildings, uh, their imprisonment in re-education camps, torture, all of the horrifying things you can imagine, and then some. Uh, secondly, about how you clean up the, the mess here in the United States, I think it really needs to begin with the American people. We talked about Second Chronicles 7.14 earlier. We need to turn from our wickedness. If we're quite honest, the reason our government is so corrupt and, and wicked today uh, is because it genuinely, in many cases, represents the people. Right? Uh, it, I mean, if you were to retire Nancy Pelosi tomorrow, that district would probably elect somebody very similar to her mm-hmm. to take her place. And so, yes, there's election fraud, but ultimately... 
Um, you know, this is a reflection of who we have become as a people. Uh, now, from a national security perspective, uh, a friend of mine, Trevor Loudon, who's uh, very, very much involved in researching all these things, has come up with a very interesting proposal should a Republican win the presidency in 2024. And uh, what he said is offer a three-month amnesty for uh, everybody who's involved in some sort of illegal foreign espionage or intelligence gathering network or subversion network here in the United States. Uh, and what he believes would happen then is uh, they would be tripping over each other to come forward to get immunity for, by testifying on their colleagues, and many of the foreign agents would just disappear. They'd leave this country almost immediately because they'd know the jig was up. So this can be solved even with the corruption at the FBI, even with the corruption at the CIA. There just needs to be a willingness to do it. And so, you know, I think we need to be in prayer for our leaders that uh, some, some with wisdom and integrity would emerge and would take this very seriously because it is an existential threat. We've got Greg in Tucson, Arizona. Greg, you're on the air. Yeah, thank you, Jim, for having Alex on repeatedly as a guest. God bless you both. You know, I'm a cancel culture teacher from the Boston area. There were Chinese students penetrating the uh, private school that I taught in. They were okay. It's their parents that were dangerous. But John MacArthur said it well. He said, this culture is weaponized to destroy children. And I'm trying to work, I'm trying to find pastors here in Tucson who will be public about trying to fight that and get someone on the school committee. And the church is silent here in Tucson. It's amazing um, how many pastors I've spoken to that will not step down from their pulpit and open their mouth about the truth of what's happening here. Shame on the church in Tucson. Greg, thank you for the call. Alex, he just hit another hot button of yours, and that is education. Yeah, and, you know, I, I do believe also that the pastors need to start speaking out about these issues. You know, I, I've been participating in these Liberty Pastor training summits all across the country. We did uh, many events last year all over the nation training pastors. And uh, one of the things that Paul Blair, Pastor Paul Blair, the organizer, always says is, you know, what part of your life is Jesus not the Lord of? <laughs> if he's not the Lord of your politics, if he's not the Lord of your family life, if he's not the Lord of your education, you have a big problem. And so we need pastors to, to get a backbone, to be courageous, to sound the alarm, to preach the whole counsel of God, and that very much includes revealing to the congregation what does the Word of God say about education, about the discipling of children. What is happening in the public schools today? Is that compatible with what the Lord teaches in His Word? The answer is self-evidently not even close, and therefore, uh, as the Church, we need to do much better in, in supporting parents to, to do the right thing, and we do need pastors to, to find the courage to say these things. And I, I recognize they're scared, but they need to recognize they work for God, not for man, and they need to act appropriately. Alex has done an interview with me here at Crimes of the Educators. Get that book. He uh, shares a lot of truth in that, uh, that book there. Let's squeeze in Merle from Tennessee. Merle, we've got just a second. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, the defense minister of China said in one of his speeches that their weapon of choice is biological. Mm. That way, the infrastructure will still be intact. Also, could it be, Alex, that they're going to float enough balloons by us that we'll get used to it, and then one of them will have the payload? Thank Alex, you. Ten seconds, Alex. Well, we need to be in prayer about all these issues. Indeed. Thank you, Jim. God bless you. Thanks to all the callers and all the listeners. Alex, thank you for being with us. Alex Newman with us here today. Ran out of time, folks. Not out of issues, but thanks so much for joining us today on Crosstalk. Share the information you learned with another. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.